0: Would you tell a single woman you got to work on that and come whole into a relationship and a marriage? Um, So you got to work on that before so you can be whole going into a marriage. Speak on that,
1: girl. So let me just start by saying I honestly believe before you get married. Yes, you definitely want to do the work. Try to work out as much as possible as far as getting over your insecurities, uh, as far as dealing with your drama, your po- your tra- traumatic experiences, any of that. You want to try to work through that, whether that's through uh, working through with a counselor or uh, self-help books, whatever. But coach. <laughs> yeah, coach, yeah. books, whatever. Yep. Uh, and you you want to make sure you try to work on that because you don't want to get into the relationship. And then all of a sudden, this person that you're interested in is like, Okay, who are you now? Yeah. Like he's trying to figure you out because you didn't really deal with it from the beginning. And even on top of that, like, I think it's real important to realize once you get Mr. Right, once you get in a relationship, it's not going to be all over. Just because you get married does not mean all those issues that you deal with are gone. So don't take it like a lot of people say you got to go into a relationship whole. Yes and no. Because you can go into the relationship, you can be better than you were before if you're working on the stuff that you got to work on. But at the same time, that's not going to say you're you're not going to have any issues at all.
0: Right, 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 right. No, hold to me is really just knowing who you are deeper than your favorite color. Right. People love to be like, girl, my favorite color blue. I like Michael Kors bags and I like long walks on the beach. What does that got to do with you being in a relationship? Have some substance. Steps, right. right. <laughs> substance. You know what I mean? Know your triggers. Know your wise. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Now put your hands up. Up in a club. just broke up. I'm doing my own little thing. Now I'm out here looking
1: like revenge. Feeling like a 10. The best I ever been. Don't pick up the phone, you know he's only calling cause he's drunk and alone too
0: Don't let him in, you have to kick him out again break my heart, oh that breaks my heart That you thought you ever had it, no you ain't from the start Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika, and I am an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you so that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that you want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me... $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better so now that i'm doing better i am reaching back out for you girl here's my hand grab it so thank you and welcome you're in the right place i got you if you got you this is single you the podcast hey thanks for being here now let's go ahead and get into the episode all right let's get to the guests so what mindset should single women have about marriage What is the mindset that is going to set us up for greatness? Because I believe people walk into marriage um, and they're not looking for a divorce, but they do because, well, the mindset is off. Or while you're dating, your mindset is off on what you need to and how you need to be, be preparing for uh, to be married. And by from what I see being a helicopter in the sky and having conversations uh, with Kiera, she had the best mindset going into marriage. OK, so my friend Kiera D, she is the founder of the Wives Club group on Facebook and on Clubhouse and the host of the Love Factor podcast. Let's welcome Kiera to my platform, Miss Kiera. Thank
1: you. Hey, girl, how's it hey. going?
0: <laughs> um, happy Thursday. Which, by the way, so I've known Kiera, is it 2013 years? 2008. 2008. Yes. Does that make 13 years? I don't even know. Yes. <laughs> 13 years. Something. Okay. Something. We've just known each other for um, a long time. And I actually got to see the beginning stages of what was her friend first, then her boyfriend at the time. And now you guys have been married for how long? So we've been married
1: for 11 years yeah. and together for 13. So the whole course of our friendship me and my have, husband basically has
0: been together, and guess what? <laughs> Until the day that I die, you die, he dies. Y'all gonna be together. I truly <laughs> believe that y'all, yeah, um, really do believe into the death do us part, um, girl, vows <laughs> that you said um, in your uh, on your wedding day. So, and by the way, Kiara is young like us. Um, do you want to say your age? I'll-
1: Girl, let me just say, so people look at me and they think I'm still a teenager. Right, 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 right. right. I've never passed from my age, but I am about to be 36 in a few weeks. 36. In about a month, in about
0: a month. I love talking to women in their 30s and their 40s about marriage um, because you guys are our age. You're in this realm that we are as millennials. Um, Not to say that talking to somebody older isn't good that's also good because they're wise and they're a little bit further along than you know maybe you um and definitely me but i like talking to women my age that's what i'm talking about here yes (laughs) (laughs) see Uh, i like talking to the wise ladies i like them the older women that yeah can school me on some game helps you along Whereas me talking to you, who is ten steps ahead of me in this whole marriage game, mm. that's what I, we all need to be doing things like that, and we don't do that enough, right, girl? We don't do that enough, okay? Um, <laughs> all right. So again, if you're watching on Instagram and you want to see Kiera's face, I'm gonna turn the camera one time, but I don't have time to keep doing. Wave at Instagram, Kiera. Hey y'all, hi IG, Yo. what's going on? I don't have time to. Um, it would distract me if I kept flipping the camera. So if you would like to see her face, all you have to do is log on to Facebook com slash single you academy and uh, the live stream will pop up. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the story. Now, when I met you, um, when I first met you, you actually weren't dating your husband at that time. Right. right. Um, you were actually out here in these streets, out here in this dating world um, in 2008 in these streets. And I know that you had um, some rockiness when it came to dating, as we all can relate to. And so Ooh. before. Before, right? So that's why I'm like, before we get to your husband and the greatness that he is, let's talk about some of these relationships um, that helped you basically learn your lessons and what you needed to learn to get to your husband. Mm -hmm. So, the first one I know that you wrote down, because I sent all of my guests like a questionnaire so I can see where they are and how they think about dating and whatnot. So, let's talk about the boyfriend that you have named. Let's see, the, uh, hold on, did I pull him up? Oh, yeah. Uh, The relation, (laughs) the guy who (laughs) faked his identity. I'm so confused. Girl. Please tell us the whole story, how you met him, what you liked about him, the dating, and then how you found out he was literally faking his identity.
1: Yes. So that, oh my goodness, that's probably the most interesting relationship story that I have out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, I believe I met him at the Indiana Black Expo, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. (laughs) And honestly, I remember my mom, she, she didn't feel too good about him. Okay. Now, if I can say anything I've learned in life is listen to your parents (laughs) because they usually can see what we can't see. And so when I met him, he he came off very charming and respectful. And I mean, he just seemed like he was the bomb.com. Right. And so we're dating and me, I, I'm in high school, but I like older guys. I didn't want anybody my age. I didn't, you know, so I always was like, okay, five years older than me. That's cool. Anything older than that, too Sierra, much. stop. Yes. How old were you
0: when you were dating this guy? I probably was,
1: well, I was either 17 or 18. Okay. Oh, Jesus, yeah. girl.
0: Yeah. I thought you was about to say, <laughs> I was 14 and he was 19. No, ma'am. When no, I no, no. Not. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, okay. so yeah. um, definitely 17 or 18. And actually, I think I was 17 because it was my junior year but anyways uh he will come over visit and like i said he was real cool calm and collective got to go to his house a few times he stayed on the opposite side of town and i'll never forget one day i end up calling him and his brother answered and he was just asking like or i was asking like yo where is he at he was like well he's been he's being held hostage right now i'm
0: like what i'm sorry what happened yeah <laughs> what
1: Held hostage out of town. So, okay, red flag number one. Hold on.
0: Wait a minute. Girl. Wait,
1: wait, wait. <laughs> it was drama. Held
0: hostage, as in he was telling the truth, as in what we see in the movies: somebody kidnaps you in a white van, takes Girl. you somewhere, calls somebody and says, this is the ransom. Absolutely. How true that is? I don't know how true that was. Like,
1: cause it seemed like it was so many lies woven in. Yeah, I can't honestly say what was real and what wasn't. Obviously my discernment was not on point at that point right. at that time. But yeah, so he was, he was being held hostage from what his brother told me the brother that I never met. Right. Mind you, I've never met any of his family. He wouldn't let me, he just, he was not ready for me to meet his family. That should have okay. been another red flag. Right. Okay. And then I guess, I can't remember exactly how I went down, but I remember calling his phone or something and I found out he had another girlfriend. So I was like, cool, this is my escape card, (laughs) right? I'm ready to get this. for a way out at that point. Girl, I told him this relationship is over. He told me I can't break up with him. (laughs) Like, I'm like, hold on, what? So he straight up told me I cannot break up with him. Um, Disappeared off the scene for a minute. And then... I remember one day I woke up to my mom knocking on my bedroom door and she was like, here, what is this? She had yeah. a letter in her hand and it was a, a threatening letter or it was something that was on my car. It was a note put on my car about somebody yeah. after me. And I'm like, what is this? I'm thinking it's this girl I'm beefing with in high school. Over some other dude, right? right. So yeah, drama queen. T- yeah, definitely was, was a number drama queen.
0: one drama queen in high school when it came to
1: girls girl, and baby huh. and
0: boys, huh? Yeah. Girl,
1: but I mean, I kept it to a minimum because I I was not in any fights. So I will say that never okay. been locked up, wasn't in any fights, just okay. had unnecessary beef. Like yeah. following me over yeah. dudes, right? Yeah. Um, and so come to find out, he was the one who left the note on my car. Okay. I don't even remember all the details, but I remember he wanted to meet. Yeah, I just remember he wanted to meet with me. Um, And then once we met up with each other, (laughs) he was asking me to be back with him again. Girl, but hold on. As if that wasn't enough, here's icing on the cake. He opened up to me told me all the stuff that he, he lied about, whatnot. And he was like, yeah, he got murder charges and this and that. So you want me to take you back after you done told me you got murder charges? I'm supposed to feel comfortable and safe around you? Nah. So wait, is
0: that why he faked his identity? Like, so Probably whoever so. he said, whoever he told you he was, wasn't really who he was. Girl, I don't know who he is. Let me That's, tell you That's right. Listen, and let me, let me tell you something. So whatever name he told you was not the name he was born with, you believe? Girl, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So he had a, a few
1: different aliases. Um, Fast forward a few years later, I'm I'm in college by this point. And me and my best friend we we grew up in two different towns. Like she yeah. I knew her from my hometown that I grew up, but then I moved to Indianapolis like in high school. Okay. So she had no clue about him, but she ended up dating the same guy. And I was like, no, run as fast as you can, right, Maya, right. because that this brother is crazy. And I'm I'm using that word gently because I really wanted to call him something else. Right. But he was <laughs> he was crazy. I was like, best friend, no, that ain't the route you want to go. So she was quick to get about that relationship. But he gave her a different name when, and I, I mean, it was like an initial. I think it was like J L, and then he gave his last name. But
0: it nothing added up, girl. Nothing, nothing. But, you know, it's funny, like, when you say that, this guy literally was, like, faking his name. Everything. And and being somebody he wasn't. A lot of us are still are dating guys who are doing the same. They may be saying their name is Jonathan or Timothy and that's their actual bo- birth name, but they are still men who are not actually showing you who they really are. Like, yes. you're in these relationships hoping that he will be this and then he is not that. So Ooh. I just hope you get the message with that. I just felt like there was even an underlining... Um, Message there about you dating somebody who's faking his identity like raise your hand if you're dating somebody who is faking who he actually is or you don't even believe who he's showing you he is right because Mm -hmm. Maya Angelou says when people show you who they are believe them and we don't because right what my clients do because obviously, like I said, I'm a certified NLP life coach. And my particular clients, and this is what I did, is we kind of see who he is. Mm -hmm. But because he's saying the right thing and our vagina is percolating and getting all excited, we put the rose colored glasses on it and we began to see the potential. We began to say, well, I think he can be this. So let me love him into that. That's where I was at, though. And, because okay. yeah, that's ahead, where I ahead. was at, go because he,
1: he talked about how his family did him wrong and he ain't got no family. So that's why he really didn't want me to meet his family. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for bringing that back up, because yes. I recall he told me his mom was dead. But when his brother when I called his phone that time and his brother had answered and told me that he was being held captive, he was like, no, our mother isn't dead. Wow. That's when I started. Realizing, and then he was like, and. Nah, that's not his real name. Like his brother is the one who told me all the details. So that's how I found
0: out what was what. So then let me ask you this. When he's telling you all of the the story about his mother did this and woe is me and the sap story, are you feeling sorry for him? So therefore you kind of stick around? Absolutely. I was feeling sorry for him.
1: And again, me being wet behind the ears, not trying to hear my mama because I just thought she was being a hater. You know what I'm saying? And so I was feeling sorry. And he seemed like he was so kind and gentle and um, just seemed like he was the perfect one girl. I'm like, oh, he's five years older than me. He's light skin. He's taller than me. Like all the things that I had as far as my prototype.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And I promise when he like, I mean, there we I never gave up the goods. I will say that. So okay. thank God for keeping me there. But right. Right. but I mean, he just seemed like he always said the right thing. So I fell yeah. for it.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, and it does become worse when you do when you are having sex with this guy. Girl. Um. And and maybe we'll get into that conversation um, a bit later. But with you and I. But I do know. And as you know, I am going to be having that purity conversation on my podcast here in two weeks. So I can't wait for that because you know how I feel about waiting. I'm abstinent, um, but you know how I feel about that toxic messaging around mm. um, purity and stuff is. But um, yeah, so when you are having sex and this is what's happening. Yeah, you were 17, but this is what's happening to women in their 30s, 40s and 50s. Um, I talked to a 50 year old woman the other day who, girl, she didn't learn her lesson until she was about 45. Mm. See, because we think because we're grown And I'm on my grown stuff That I just know everything And I got my life together and this and that But you steady letting this man walk all over you So Exactly But here's the thing. People don't want to hear from people who have their best
1: interests in mind. They always think somebody's hating on them or whatnot. And you will have friends telling you, girl, I don't think he's good for you. Or you could do better than that. And it's like, we don't listen to those friends. Or in my case, I didn't listen to my mom, my pops. I mean, they they basically saw him for what he was way before I got tied up in the whole situation.
0: And I didn't want to listen. Yeah, or you're me where I just hid it from everybody because I knew like that's a sign, right? So if you're hiding it from everybody Mm. um, because you knew the relationship was trash, but I thought I could fix it because again, I was grown and I can handle this and I got it on my own, blah, blah, blah. Not listening to when the Bible talks about being um, around wise counsel. Um, Okay, so you had said something about, um, you know, having your list he's six, whatever, and light skin and all of that. So at this age and in your early 20s, What do you remember your thought process being around like dating and men and being single? You said in my early 20s and around now. So when you were in this relationship, because I know it was different once you became intentional. So I want to talk about where you were before you became intentional and then we'll go into that.
1: Yeah. So once I hit my twenties, that's when I started getting for real about my walk with Christ. And so I wasn't really settling for a lot. Uh, And even, I mean, I I really never was the type of person to settle for the most part. But once I got to my twenties, it was like, okay, let me start preparing myself for marriage because I knew I wanted to be married. And so I looked at every opportunity as a opportunity to prepare for marriage
0: even even when you were 17 in that relationship you were still trying to prepare yourself for marriage i knew what i didn't want that's what i that relationship taught me it taught me what oh, not that's to. what that taught you right yeah so yeah before that relationship though where do you think you were can do you remember
1: i honestly don't think my mindset was on marriage like okay. i was i was a little bit more open to the possibilities or whatnot i yeah. knew i wanted to be married eventually one day but as far as marriage or what kind of guy was marriage material Mm -hmm. my
0: mind wasn't there yet right because you didn't know so do you think that um because I kind of know your family background um a little bit so let's get into maybe the messages that you were getting about what healthy relationships are what they weren't when Kier was like younger um because again then I, I do know that you became intentional which is at a very young age, which I wish a lot of us would do, but we don't, and that's okay. It's no judgment on anybody because I had to learn my lessons and didn't really learn them until 2017 when I was well into my thirties. But what messages possibly negative do you think that you were getting about relationships that led you to kind of be in these rocky trash relationships?
1: Well, I was honestly getting mixed messages. Uh Um, So if anybody has ever listened to my podcast, uh, you may have heard the episode with me and my mom my mom was in abusive relationships okay when i was early so she she went through that abusive relationship so that kind of had me on edge when i yeah. when it came to me dating guys because i'm like super guarded by that point okay um, i'm like if any guy tried to me try me i got something for him <laughs> but then once my mom did get married when i was the age of 13 okay that kind of started changing my perspective in a sense. Yes, I was still guarded, but my pops, I my, I call him my bonus dad and my pops. Um, he really just helped me to be a better person because he told me, um, you know, promise that I will never engage prematurely in intimacy before time, you know, and so that really shaped my view early on in life because it helped me to not just settle and give my body to anybody and everybody. Okay. And then my, my biological father, I'll never forget when I was 13, he took me out on my first date. And he said, this is what a man is supposed to treat you like opening doors. He bought me my first ring and that, that pretty much set the standard. So when I met my husband, it was like, okay, he's opening doors. He's treating me like my dad. This is it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so what I, I guess what I heard you just say is like early on, you didn't really have a good understanding of what relationships should be. You were very guarded um, and you weren't intentional about dating, but mm. somebody intervened in your early twenties, late teens, early twenties to actually have the conversation with you. Is that correct? Yeah, so my pops and my dad both. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so I say that to say, to point that out is that is what a lot of us are missing. Mm. Um, if nobody ever sits us down to have the conversation with us about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship, you're going to be in this, the same relationship that you were in tap dancing, feeling sorry for this guy. So you stay with him, trusting he will change because he apologized, but then he never does. And kind of in this cycle of dysfunction. And again, this is not to judge anybody. I'm glad that uh, Kiara had that early on, um, but a lot of us didn't, including myself. So now you're in this dating world in your 30s and 40s, and you're doing exactly what you were doing at 17, just going with the flow, right? not really um, getting um, understanding, mentorship and coaching around relationships. It's like this. If you want to be a lawyer, you go to law school. I'm mm. not going to go to Kiara and be like, how, how, how do I be a lawyer, Kiara? I'm, I'm going to go to law school. So you know what I mean? So why don't we do the same for relationships and about knowing who we are and self? Because that's what you did. You became intentional about what you wanted, what marriage was going to be for you, what your single life was going to be for you. Am I correct?
1: Right. Not only that, I started I started reading books, yeah, um on relationships cuz I'm like if I want to be married, I need I need to know how to do this thing the right way. Right. And I'll never forget 2008 is when I met my mentor and she's the one I I always I, I'm always like forever grateful for her. Yay. She's the one who really kind of guided me. Yeah. As far as relationships, knowing how to establish boundaries. She's the one who introduced my husband to Christ before I even came into the picture. Right. And so right. <laughs> um right. then even as a uh, a wife, she's even mentored me cuz I feel like you need mentors all throughout life. Just yeah. because
0: you're grown does not mean you no longer need a mentor. Right. And we have to get out of that mindset like, well, I'm grown and can't nobody tell me what to do or what can mm-hmm. this person teach me? Um, I had one of my clients say that she thought that and then she kind of changed her narrative and then she signed and became one of my clients because people think. <laughs> oh, what can Rika teach me about relationships? Well, if I'm 10 steps ahead of you, baby, I can teach you a lot, I promise. Um, Especially (laughs) if you're in this cycle of dysfunction. And I don't even say I'm a dating coach. I say I'm a boundaries coach, which I love. That's why you brought that up. She said, she taught you how to set and keep boundaries. Because here's the thing. I think a lot of us, especially in our 30s and 40s, we know what we want. We just don't know how to get it. Right. So we're constantly being... um, we're doing what they call insanity, doing the same thing over and over, trusting it'll be different because he has a different name. So instead of Jonathan now is Timothy and you expect it to be different, but you're not different. So how will it be different, sweetheart? Mm. I just have questions. Just let me know. <laughs> I just, listen, again, no judgment. I was here until I finally hit the brick wall in 2017 and went on a similar journey that Kier went on. I got intentional. So now as you're shifting your mindset, what mindset did you have about being single and about being married moving forward and going into um, your relationship with who is now your husband yeah so the book that really spoke volumes
1: to me was what to do when love's in view mm-hmm. and you know we talked about this when you was on my podcast yeah. but oh my goodness that really shifted my view because then it helped me to know how to prepare for marriage the right way And one thing that it spoke about is like being more intentional about courting, not just dating, but courting, which means you're dating with a purpose. Yeah. With the purpose and intention to get married. So you're not just wasting time. So when my husband came along, um, I had already knew what I wanted in a man. I yeah. wrote out my list. Yeah. I wrote the vision. I made it plain. And yeah. so I recognized him once he came along because I'm like, okay, this is just about everything on my list. Minus the, yeah. the tall light skin with braids. That's the only thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so bad. you had that on your list, Pierre. Get off of here. We done. Yeah. Podcast is over. We done. I hate you.
0: <laughs> and I'm glad yeah. God
1: didn't give that to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> me too, though. Because yeah. then I would have dealt. And you know, I love how God works because I would have dealt with insecurities. I would have dealt, I mean, because that's what the previous guys that I dated was like. Yeah. And I mean, it was just like, God knew what I needed. So everything else on my list
0: was what I needed. Okay. The, the, The outer blocks is what I did not need. That's OK. That's what I was going to ask you. So what characteristics? Because anytime inside a single you academy, we work on the characteristics. It's not about him being six, six, light skinned, six. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, listen, you got a great husband. So uh, maybe you don't have to give us the full list. But could you tell us one or two characteristics that you had down on your list? So then when you saw your husband, I love how you said that you knew immediately, like, no, that's him. There yes. we go. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things
1: that I knew I needed in my husband was he had to love God. Mm -hmm. that like don't just go to church, but love God. Yeah, Anybody can go to church. Anybody can love me, but can you love God more than me? Cause then that's, that lets me know you can love me the right way. Um, and then, so having a heart after God, that was one of my main things. And then secondly, uh, call me petty for this one but being able to sing to me and you heard it on the podcast yes I did I did I did
0: I did I did. her husband first of all y'all need to check out um after this right now because right now you're watching this and if you have any questions or comments feel free to comment um and we will get to them if we can but the love factor podcast um which I have been on but Kiara also has her husband on Anthony um let me tell you something I love their relationship. Like, it is so funny. That's one of the reasons. Plus, I know them, too. And then I'm just like, okay, I really do believe that they have a healthy relationship that I aspire to. Um, So you have to listen to those episodes. So, again, the Love Factor podcast is on all streaming um, networks. So, um, okay. So what was the the singing to you? So and he does do that, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. So uh I wanted the main
1: thing, the icing on the cake for me though, and this is how I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, is when I put on my list that I needed him to be a virgin because I needed to be able to be kept. If yeah. I had a guy that was just loose and willing to dive in yeah. whenever it's just like I, that's not going to help me to be accountable. Yeah. But when he confessed that he was a virgin during our yeah. courting stage, yeah. I was like, oh, look, this is it.
0: Now, <laughs> okay. It. I, I, you know, I want to prove a point here. I want to prove a point, everybody. Point time. Okay. So, Kiera, can we, can we ask your status? Were you or were you not a virgin when you met your husband? I okay. was not. That's why I said I needed to be kept. Right. OK. And and I knew that, but I just wanted to make sure that Kier was OK with me saying that. So now here's the thing. Here is what people told you, I'm sure. Um, you're not going to find a man, especially a black man who's not a virgin. You're not going to mm. find that. You're not going to find that. Right. Did, well, see, did you- I didn't tell nobody. Oh, good. Good. girl.
1: Because I knew I needed to protect. I needed to protect what my desires were. I didn't need I know, anyone right. to discourage me. And I mean, when I told guys that I was practicing, practicing abstinence, it was almost like I became a target. So I stopped telling yeah. people that. I'm yeah. like, nope, I'm just going to be quiet about this. I'm going to let God do his thing.
0: Yes. Listen, I, <laughs> look, you was wise beyond your ear. I tell everybody, I don't care. I'm <laughs> asking, you Y'all just try me. Try me. Try me. Yeah. But that's being wise beyond. That's very wise. Um, And again, I'm never somebody who speaks in absolutes, number one, and I'm never somebody who says the way Kiara did it is the only way you're going to find the love of your life. The way that I do it is the only way you're going to find whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm just here to share stories. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe you can take bits and pieces about how you're going to operate better uh, to give you the life you actually want right so i do love because that's what i tell my clients too when they're making their list you don't tell the man your list you don't tell him right right he's gonna try to act like he is um to put you in this corner to make you give up the things that you don't want to give up um so i love that because i know that especially now so that was back in 2008 we're in 2021 now you, If you tell somebody you're trying to find a virgin, they're going to laugh at you. And they're <laughs> going to tell you that's not going to happen. But I just, one of my friends, shout out to Carla. You know, you know, Carla. Yes. Um, she up, said girl? Well, hey, Carla, girl. Yeah, Carla, <laughs> you've been on the podcast. Um, I remember one time she was like, girl, why was I talking to my first lady at the church and I was complaining about guys and this and that and how come I'm not going to find this? And she said, do you know how powerful God is? And you think Christ. he ain't going to bring you a Negro? I'm confused. Like, <laughs> I was dying, like exactly like that. That's what, real. What we settle for because of what society tells us, which then we internalize and be believe. That's part of our negative programming, mm-hmm. and that's why I always, you know, one of my pillars inside Single You Academy is be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Which is why I'm an NLP certified life coach Because that neurolinguistic linguistic programming The programming you received as a child That you're receiving from society And sometimes even toxic church culture Can be so negative that you will settle For scraps Shoot. when you Want so much more Girl. You want more, your heart is like No, this can't be it But you don't have the patience to wait for it You don't have the audacity to believe That you can get it, let mm. alone the patience To wait for it, so I love that You did as such a young Age like that is beautiful. So if you're in your 30s and 40s, which is typically my clients, if if um, at that age can have it, you can have it now. Because by the way, as she said, Anthony was a virgin. Okay, right. Um, I didn't even tell you though. I mean, I don't. Yeah. So the only reason why you talk about it now is because he was comfortable with talking about it and right. you didn't want to embarrass him and you wanted to cover him and i think that's beautiful yes um, absolutely. but now that he has put that out look he like 13 years in now He don't care. <laughs> like, <whatever.
1: laughs> and, and he'll be he, he'll be quick to tell people i'm his only one that he's ever been with so yeah. i mean he yeah. he's in the hair industry he'd he be broadcasting that at school like yeah. focus me I mean, like people are really surprised when he say I'm his only one. And so I love that. I'm like exclusive.
0: Right. I love that. Right. Right. And it was important to Kiara. That's not important to me. It is important that you are abstinent. You know what I mean? Like, again, it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do believe that whatever it is you want, especially if it's godly, you can achieve it because God is God. Um, Okay. So what do you think the downfalls because this this obviously the episode is called what mindset should single women have about marriage what is the mindset that is going to set us up for greatness what negative mindset do you see um, that the single women out here either on social media who you've talked to on clubhouse friends of yours what negative mindset do single women have about marriage? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to go down the whole list. We can talk about because you laughed at me like, girl, we got 30 (laughs) minutes. How long do we got? How long? (laughs) Well, no,
1: because what what initially came to mind is let me put it like this yesterday I took my kids to Chick fil A, right? And my daughter, who was 10, she was like, what is up with all these grown women wearing bonnets out in public? And I'm like, whoa, this is a 10 year old saying this. Right. But the reason why I laugh is because I feel like some single women feel like he'll take her just as she is Mm -hmm. like and she's waiting to be found. But then you're not out there presenting yourself as the queen that you are Mm -hmm. when you're out wearing these bonnets. You're not you're not putting yourself in a position to really be found because Mm -hmm. you have so much more to you than just being a bonnet. If you have a bad hair day, sis, put a hair wrap on. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I, I feel like that's that's the first thing that a lot of um well I'm not gonna say a lot, but some single women end up selling.
0: Girl, you you're gonna be you're gonna make people hate you like they do Monique. Wait a minute now. Um so okay, let's 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 talk about this. So what what I hear you saying, because I like to be clear on my platform, <clears throat> is that you know in the Bible, if y'all ain't never read the Bible, there's a story about Ruth and Naomi. Mm. And Ruth got Boaz and Naomi did tell her to dress up, put some perfume on and put some lipstick on and go present yourself to Boaz. So what I hear you saying, even if you just run in a safe way, we should look presentable. Is that what you're saying? Right. Look like you care about yourself. Yeah. Look like you love yourself. I
1: mean, even if you in a, a low point in your life, you can still look presentable. I know that there's been plenty of bad hair days. And my mom used to get on me when I was in high school, especially because I was that ghetto child that took my hair out in school all the time, <laughs> took my brains down uh-huh. and be walking around looking real wild. But uh-huh. um, I mean, I, I, it was at a point where I started realizing, hmm, my mom really cares about my appearance. And so I need to take more care and consideration about myself. Right. And so that was one thing. Um, first and foremost, making sure we are presenting ourselves. And I love how you just brought that back full circle. Yes, Ruth and Naomi, that whole story, perfect story, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the outer. That's the outer appearance. Now right. let's let's deal with on a another right, level. Because
0: Outer isn't as important as any. right, okay, right, yep, right. Okay. Yep.
1: So uh, the other thing we got to be mindful of is not settling for Mister right now. Mm-hmm, Sometimes okay. we have. I, I've seen women who will settle for Mr. Right now because she just need a placeholder and okay. you're missing your blessings sis, when you're doing yeah. that, when you got Mr. Right now in the place and you know, you, you deserve better. You know that yeah. he's not the one for you, but yet it it, it is working for right now, even though right. he's not as great as he could be. And so that's another thing um, that I feel like a lot of times that um, some people might end up selling for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, just not trusting God. Like I feel like sometimes a lot uh, or a lot of times we don't really trust God with our, our relationships. Right. So right. On, a, on a deeper scale. Yeah. We, we really don't trust God with our relationships. We don't trust that he could bring the right one to us. And so then that's when we make mistakes and we start bumping our heads and going for whatever may suits our fancy for the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, and so
1: making sure we are seeking God. I promise when I was in my singleness, It was like, okay. I told God, I said, I
0: don't want nobody else unless it's the one you have for me. 100%. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now. Like, I don't even want to be a girlfriend anymore. Right? why? I'm not doing this. I'm dating you for two years. We're not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, we can build. And that's a whole nother conversation that, Um, it is, I've talked about on single you, the podcast, so you can go back into the archives of the podcast, which is available on Apple, um, and Google and Spotify and all of that. Shout out to Beverly. Um, she's agreeing with you about the presenting yourself. And is it Sita? Not sure if I'm saying that your name, right. And then beautiful, um, Sunny. Um, so thank you so much for watching. Here's, here's what I see is women don't believe. Okay. And not in absolutes. I'm just using the word woman because that is my client. So I'm talking to my particular client, okay? So women don't see marriage as something that is harder than, um, okay, what am I trying to say? This is where I was and my clients. Is we just saw marriage as easy as you like me, I like you, I'm getting butterflies, we'll make it work. And it should work. Instead of it actually is a lot more work than it than we perceive it to be. Because what we got from the Disney stories was, yeah, we just wakes up, kisses us or climbs up the tower, and then it's happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's so why I love Tina Turner song. What's love got to do do with this? She's been trying to teach us that forever. It ain't <laughs> about just love right i um shout out to one of my other friends tatiana who's on the podcast she said love needs to be spelled out as work um and not to say that it is uh, the struggle bus but i would love to hear your take on that being married now did you say 13 years together 13 married 11 married 11 um
1: I He'll would love say 13
0: to hear, <laughs> right, at 13 11 whatever y'all haven't been not together for 13 years okay um so and I love Disney and this is not against Disney or whatever um because there's a lot of things that could have happened you know with our parents having the conversation with us and us actually doing the work and not thinking we know it all by the time we 18 um but I would love to hear your take on that of what I just said there we go
1: so as far as doing the work, uh, yeah, marriage is definitely, it's an ongoing growth process. So I feel like when it comes to being married, you have to be intentional about each other and then intentional about just walking it out. I mean, because you're going to knock heads. If you're two different people coming from two different backgrounds, eventually it's going to get to a point where you're going to not agree on everything. And if you agree on everything, then that means somebody ain't being authentic more than likely. (laughs) Um, And so I, I honestly feel like even just before I came on here, I was just like thinking like, man, if I wasn't married, I wouldn't have issues right now with me getting my makeup out my car because my husband got my car. So <laughs> petty, right? Just petty <laughs> thoughts like that. But <laughs> it's like I, I honestly feel like sometimes in marriage is a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and so that's the point I'm making when I I, I started talking mm-hmm. about my car. It's an ongoing sacrifice of give and take, and you got to be willing to die to yourself you gotta be willing to walk out your freedom because we all come into relationships with some kind of past. Mm-hmm. And regardless if that's a traumatic background or you just got drama in your, in your upbringing, whatever the case may be, you might have insecurities, um, whatever the case may be, it's like you have to continue to try to work walk that thing out. Mm-hmm.
0: And those are things, the insecurities and all of that, the trauma that we have, We all have it, by the way. I don't care if you had the greatest childhood, which I did. There are triggers and traumas and things that are happening um, that if you don't work on them, you are pretty much setting yourself up for failure. Right. Right. So would you tell a single woman you got to work on that and come whole into a relationship and a marriage? Um, So you got to work on that before so you can be whole going into a marriage. Speak on that. Girl,
1: so let me just start by saying I honestly believe before you get married, yes, you definitely want to do the work. Yeah. Try to work out as much as possible as far as getting over your insecurities, uh, as far as dealing with your drama, your your tra- traumatic experiences, any of that. You want to try to work through that, whether that's through uh, working through with a counselor or uh, self-help books, whatever. But- yeah. yeah. Coach, yeah. books, whatever. Yep. Uh, and you you want to make sure you try to work on that because you don't want to get into the relationship. And then all of a sudden, this person that you're interested in is like, OK, who are you now? Yeah. Like yeah. he's yeah. trying to figure you out because you didn't really deal with it from the beginning. And even on top of that, like I think it's real important to realize once you get Mr. Right, once you get in a relationship, it's not going to be all over just because you get married does not mean all those issues that you deal with are gone. So don't take it. Like a lot of people say you got to go into a relationship whole. Yes and no, because you can go into the relationship. You can be better than you were before if you're working on the stuff that Mm -hmm. you got to work on. But at the same time, that's not going to say you're you're not going to have any issues at all.
0: Right. 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 No. Hold to me is really just knowing who you are deeper than your favorite color. Right. Could people love to be like, girl, my favorite color blue. I like Michael Kors bags and I like long walks on the beach. What does that got to do with you being in a relationship? Have some substance. Right. right. <laughs> substance. You know what I mean? Know your triggers. Know your whys. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like my feelings get hurt easily. Why is that? And And knowing that and being able to, because the more you know who you are, the more you'll be able to speak up for yourself and set and keep a boundary. So right. it's not about. You're whole, so now you're perfect, but you know exactly who you are up until then. But then when you get in marriage, there's gonna be new stuff that shows ooh, up girl. because I truly believe that every relationship is our mirror to show us what we still need to work on. So oh. I'm sure you are at a place of wholeness, but then when you got to being married to Anthony, he was like, What, right. was- <laughs> what just happened? Hold on, let, let me just say I
1: thought I was good, right? Yeah, then once we talked tonight it was like ooh. I don't like that about myself. Yeah. Ooh, I need to work on yeah. that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm bucking back. Like, yeah. like yeah. I was so used to being independent that it was hard for me to kind of let go of certain things. Yeah. So for instance, um, I mean, he, my husband, he's big on protecting. Like, he's a, a major protector for the household. No matter what, he's super pro- overprotective. <laughs> so um, one thing I learned from him is something that he learned from his pops or his stepfather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in compromising situations. 100%. I.E., don't go out at nighttime to go pump some gas or going to the grocery store, certain things like that. And it was just like, well, boy, I'm grown. That's how yeah. I felt, right? Yeah. But it ha- I, ha- I had to humble myself because I had to realize, okay, he's not trying to control me. Yeah. He's trying to make sure I'm safe. Yeah. And if he, as a man take those same protocols, why should not as a woman, yeah, to Yeah. His
0: yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because there is a difference between control and trying to protect you. There is a difference between healthy hard versus abusive versus mm-hmm. dysfunctional. And again, because nobody had the conversation with us, we don't know the difference. And so we're out here dating with the blind, it's the blind leading the blind, because you mm-hmm. listening to Kevin Samuels and you listening to Derek Jackson and you listening to the da, 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 da. I even on this platform, I always say. There is no way I'm going to teach you about you in one hour. It doesn't matter how many episodes of single you, the podcast you listen to, you actually have to do the work. So it is better for you to actually just become one of my clients. So then we can work through the nuances. It is better for you to get therapy. It doesn't have to be with me. I'm just giving you an option because who else is in front of you right now telling you that they can help you. So you got to get to a point where you stop asking for tips. You stop Googling how to make him love me. (laughs) You you stop um, asking your friends who are in the same cycle of dysfunction that you are because right. tips doesn't help you can you can give me all the tips on how to make your my favorite your favorite spaghetti right so say kiera has this bomb recipe about how to make spaghetti whoop, whoop. you can write it down for me and give me the tips but if i don't actually go to the store get the ingredients be in my kitchen whipping up the ingredients and following the directions and put it in the oven it's how am i gonna get the spaghetti Yeah, all rica
1: I'll never forget you made some spaghetti, Rika, when I oh, first met you.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let the people know. Let
1: the people know. Let the people know. What was it? You put barbecue sauce in there or something? Let me tell them my secret. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this is different. It was cool though. It was cool.
0: Now, I used to make that. So shout out to Howard University. Of course, I'm a bison. I went to Howard University B, Becca. Uh, and I used to make that on the weekends for all my friends. I, I if I was an entre- if I had an entrepreneur entrepreneur mind back then I would I would sell them plays five dollars but I didn't I was just too friendly <laughs> but um uh, so um, <laughs> oh gosh now I lost my train of thought um you oh, and yeah, the spaghetti about, girl right exactly about the tips because I get so many DMs about like, Rika, what should I do about this? Or Rika, how do I discover my worth? Or Rika, how do I love myself? I'm going to tell you the exact same thing Oprah been telling you, Ayanna Van Zandt been telling you, leave. If the relationship is at your detriment, leave. But the problem is you're not going to leave because the way you think about being single, about dating, about being in love, about marriage, about yourself is trash. So until you actually change your mindset, your behavior and your choices in dating will never change. It right. will never change. You actually have to be intentional about how you are going to operate as a woman. You have to be as somebody who wants to be married. As a single you have to operate differently and the only way to do that is to be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Period. End of story. End of story.
1: But hold on. Yes, Can I answer to that, Rika? Yes. Of when going through that single season, it's important to have boundaries, 100 percent, have boundaries. Girl, when I was single, I was like, OK, I'm not having any male company unless there's a third party, yeah. which is why Rika was always around. Yes. <laughs> like I was like, yes. OK, I'm about to have Anthony come over. But yes. let me invite Rika yes. over first because yes.
0: I don't want to fall into no temptation. Yeah. And so yes. those oh, boundaries yeah. are important. Yeah. In fact, so. And you got to know who's going to hold you accountable and who's not. Right. So as a coach, I'm here to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. Um, and, and that is that's why I say I'm not a dating coach. I'm a boundaries coach, um, because my clients, they are in this cycle of trusting he will change. He never will. So now you're frustrated. You're loyal. Great. You're a good woman to him, but not to you, though. Don't be loyal to your fault. And that's where I was. You're loyal, but now you're frustrated because you're in this cycle. You know what you want, but you don't know how to get it, which means you could probably set a boundary. You go in it with good intentions and you say, I'm not going to put up with this and I'm not going to do that. But because you like him so much, you then let him walk all over your boundaries. And now you don't know where he begins and you end. you confuse what is happening. You're minimizing yourself in this relationship. And again, I speak from experience. That is why I do what I do, I believe that God has me in a season right now to be a light for single women. And so if you are looking to go on this journey, guess what? And you don't know where to start? Start with me. Okay. Um, And all right. So this is another thing that I wanted to point out before um, we finish here. Cause I'm like, okay, let me look at the time. Okay. Yep. We got about 12 more minutes. I love asking married people this. Okay. Marriage is hard. We hear that all the time. Is that a phrase that you say? I really don't like to say that phrase. Good. (laughs)
1: Honestly, like even before we got married, people kept telling us marriage is hard. Are y'all really ready for marriage? And it was just almost like discouraging in a sense. Like, but my husband, he again, being the protector that he is, he was like, I ain't accepting that. Mm -hmm. I ain't listening to them, what they talking about. Yes. (laughs) He was like, just because they say it's hard doesn't mean I have to accept that. Yeah, And so I will say there are challenges.
0: Yeah. But working out is a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Right. And so even right now, we're in a season where, uh, and I share this on my podcast, so the episode was just released today, Um, but we're in a season where he's going through a healing process. Me having to be with him through this season has been kind of challenging because, again, he's a great man, but... Everybody has issues. And so he's getting healed from um, past traumas. He's getting healed from um, grief. And this season has been really challenging because it's like sometimes the way he has been dealing with stuff, I don't want to be around. Hmm. But I said until death do us part. Mm -hmm. I said for better or for worse Mm -hmm. through sickness and in health. And so it's like this is that time where I have to live up to my vows, even though I don't feel like it. And so even though he's a great man, that doesn't mean he doesn't come without flaws.
0: And and can I just point out a difference between the challenging and then what I think a lot of people think is hard, right? It And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm all the way wrong. I don't see Anthony as somebody who is going through this challenge and he's constantly taking it out on you and abusing you and minimizing you, dismissing you right. and calling you names. Right. Yes or no. He's
1: never called me out his out my name. He's never put his hands on me. Um, he has been frustrated. And um, I mean, again, he just lost his mom, his grandmother uh, mm-hmm. at the end of 2019. And so yeah. he doesn't know how to really properly grieve. And he even told the therapist that he was like, yeah. I don't know how to grieve. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's a happy go lucky type of guy. He's yeah. always been in a good mood, positive. And that's why I'm saying like, it's it's been challenging during the season because it's like, Knowing that my husband's frustrated is just like, man, I love him, but I don't feel like being around this frustration right now. If I could just be real. Um, Or when he's feeling those low moods, it's like, I don't feel like I don't feel like, you know, catering to that. Like I'm trying to stay in a good mood. So that's what I mean when I say it's challenging. It's
0: challenging. Yeah. 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 And so that's why I hate when people say that. And I'm glad that you don't. But even when married people do, I always ask them, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Because what you don't understand is when, when married people say marriage is hard, we as single women, you have to understand this about yourself, that you don't know what lens these so-called married folks are speaking from, right? Mm. You have no idea their experience, so you don't even know how they define hard. And what you don't realize is that maybe internally your definition of hard came from toxic programming in your childhood, right? So there is a difference between healthy hard versus dysfunction versus abusive and the toxic programming that you could have because we have, different de- de- we have different definitions of word. To get a little bit nerdy right here, and this is my, like I said, NLP coming out. So when I say hard, somebody named Jessica or whatever can have a different definition of hard because mm-hmm. of how she grew up. So hard to her may mean, well, he gets to yell at me all the time because that's what I saw my mom put up with. Wow. Well, he yeah. gets to actually physically abuse me because that's what I saw my mom put up with. Well, he gets to actually e- e- just insert anything because of the programming. So when you hear that, which is why I'm so like, oh, my ears do this now when married people say marriage is hard because I'd be just wondering, like, what do you mean by that? What does that <laughs> mean? What does that mean? Let me right. know. You know? But I
1: will say marriage is not for the weak at heart. Oh, I will say that.
0: 100%, 100%. Because you
1: have to have some grit in the game. You got to know how to press through the hard times. A lot of people may give up and throw in the towel if they ain't got that grit. Yeah. So yeah. you see people that, you know, they might not have the best relationship. They might fail at marriage. They may have been married full, several times. I know a few people that have been married yeah. more than twice, um, more than three times. Yeah. And it's just like... At some point we gotta deal with the person in the mirror mm-hmm. and and then try again once we yeah. get past that part. So um, again, it's not for the faint at heart. Yeah. If you if you know you're sensitive, then marriage might not be for you
0: just yet. Just get yeah. past that. Yeah, get get some tough skin and then get married. And I love how you said you you work on yourself first, and that's the other mindset that we should be going into thinking about marriage. You need to answer the question for yourself, and I'm speaking to me, and I haven't technically answered it yet, which is why you see me. I'm single as whatever, single as a one dollar bill, boo, I, whatever, whatever the saying is. That's why I've been single, asking, ready to mingle. <laughs> right. Well, I don't even know if I'm ready. Like I'm just like until I figure out why I want to be married. Or at least, um, well, okay, two questions. Why I want to be married? And then if a man presents himself, it's what is going to be the purpose of our marriage?
1: Girl, yes. I'm glad you said that. Because people get into relationships, I think, sometimes just based off of feelings alone. And it's like, that's not good enough. Feelings are not going to sustain. Right. Right. Because guess what? The Bible even says beauty does not last. So at some point things are going to start. Gravity is going to hit, yeah. <laughs> and that person that you probably thought was attractive once upon a time might not be as attractive. Life can come at some people hard, and folks go through tragedies. Those looks can go real quick. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But
1: I love how you said you want to know the reason. Like you What's want to purpose? understand. Yeah, What's our purpose in yeah. marriage.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And it may be as simple as it doesn't have to be like, oh, because we're going to save the homeless population. Like, no, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It could be as simple as like, I just believe that God put me on this earth to serve you in love, to, to love you at who you are. Like it just could be to be the Bible talks about outdo each other with love. It could be yes. that because yes. you need somebody in your life who loves you unconditionally. It yes. may just be that. So Until, like I said, I I have been on this journey for a very long time and I know exactly who I am. And so now it's like in the phase of, okay, so then what does marriage look like for me? What what um, what would be a purpose of a marriage? And really um, data collecting as I'm dating to see who this guy is and see new triggers that pop up for me. Because, again, now I take every relationship, whether it be friendship or somebody I'm romantically interested in as a mirror. What are yes. the what can I learn about myself in this relationship yes. that maybe I still need to work on?
1: And that's what I did. I did exactly that even when yeah. I had a roommate. It was like, okay, what things trigger me yeah. from my roommate? Yeah. When she when she left stuff in the sink, when she left the bathroom a mess.
0: How yeah. did that make me feel? Yeah. Take everything as a learning opportunity. A learning everything. instead of like so like I just feel like women are always looking for their husband. Always. Every girl. time they came hey, he could be the one and they got this whole story in their head already. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I do have to slow my roll sometimes when I do find somebody, when I do find somebody attractive. But because I've done a lot of the work, I'm able to now pump the brakes and say, mm. girl, stop tripping. You know one day at a time, <laughs> move one day at a time. Um, I'm not saying it goes away just woo and now you're you're just perfect. No. But once you start doing the work, it's like riding a bike you'll never be able to put that down. So you'll always be able to ask yourself appropriate questions. You'll always be able to communicate um, uh, appropriately, right? You'll have relational intelligence, emotional intelligence, the more that you do the work and sharpen that iron. Mm -hmm. So, okay, before we go, this is what um, I want to say. And then I'll ask you Kier, if we missed anything. So think about things that maybe you, we missed. Um, Your single season right actually let me put up pull up this do you remember the scripture you sent me kiera uh, about oh, being single about I'll being single uh-huh, as far I'll as
1: preparation mm-hmm.
0: yep yep yeah, yeah yeah um so okay i was going to say something else but let me talk about this real quick too kiera is such a good friend and this is why you are the five people you surround yourself with and kiera is never like i'm worried about you cuz you're single i've had people say that to me before kiera by the way because wow if you're single, you must be worried. If, if, because I'm single, something must be wrong or what, I hate that. I hate when people tell me I'm worried about you for what, mm. for what? I don't understand. But anyway, the scripture that you sent me is in Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 24, verse 27, do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. And so do you remember why you sent that to me, Kier? Yes, because I felt like, Rika, I felt like you
1: took the right route to your relationship. I mean, as far as approaching relationships, Mm. I felt like I did it backwards. Mm. Um, (laughs) And Mm. I really was just like, dang, if I could do it all over again, as much as I I, uh, enjoy being a wife and a mother. But if I could do it all over again, I would start my business first, Mm. then become a homeowner. Mm. and and then focus on building my household. Mm-hmm. Um, so having kids and all that, but God makes no mistakes. So of course I don't necessarily live in regret, but yeah. if I had to do over at life, that would be the route. Because I yeah. feel like now as a mother and a wife trying to run a business, it's a lot more challenging for yeah. me
0: to get things going. And I brought that up because of the mindset around marriage and singleness. Right. Right a single women When we're in our 30s and 40s and 50s and we single, we think that that means there's something wrong with us. Mm -mm. That we are behind the eight ball. That singleness is a punishment and I'm in the waiting room. And you just heard a whole married, happily married woman tell you that she feels like she did it wrong. I'm going to tell her she didn't. And Kiera knows this. I love her and Anthony's marriage. I think it's beautiful. There is beauty, And I look up to you guys as far as marriage and Uh the kind of husband I would want. Um, And it's beautiful. But we have to understand that there's beauty in marriage and there's beauty in singleness it is not one is better than the other it, it right. is and the bible talks about that it's right. not about one being better than the other first corinthians chapter 7 verse 8 paul writes it to my widows and to my singles it is better to be single Um, yes. and, it, and he goes into why and the purpose and all of that but he is not dismantling marriage but society has made us believe there is something wrong with you. I should be worried about you if you are single. Mm. Um, what are you doing wrong? You hear that all the time uh, to women. And usually it's only on women. Men can be single in today's 78 and nobody cares. Wow. wow. But wow. let you cannot, if you're not married by the time you're 22 and a half years old, life is over according to society. <laughs> so I just, I just want women who are on my platform, Something is resonating with you every time I open my mouth. I believe that God has me in this season to help you understand that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. And right now you're in this cycle of trusting that that guy will change. Because, listen, I truly believe that you do think you know your worth. You can sing with the best of them. Know yourself, know your (laughs) worth. You Think, and you can agree with your homegirls, okay? Oh, yeah, if he's treating me like ish, I'll walk. And maybe you did dodge a lot of bullets, but it'd be that one guy who you let the revolving door happen because you're consistently trusting that he will change and he never does. He apologizes. He says the right things. He's so fine. Your vagina is telling you he the one. Let me tell you something right now. Your vagina does not know if he is the one or not, period. She don't know. She'd be lying she, to you. Lying. She's just trying to make a baby. That's it. So she's <laughs> lying, right? So you're in this cycle. Your professional life is amazing. Your bills are paid. That's why you got that attitude of, I know who I am. I know my worth. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm a boss chick. What are you bossing if Tommy is treating you like crap? What are you bossing if every time you write Tommy off and say, I'm not dealing with no more, and you let him back in two weeks later? Mm. Why what is milk when you can get the cow for free. <laughs> what is it costing you emotionally, financially, physically to continue to let that door open? Right. And I don't want you to be bitter and I know you don't either. So now you are searching for a way to truly know who you are, to truly discover your worth, to truly learn how to set and keep boundaries, not only with yourself, but with men as well. You just don't know where to start. Start with me. That is my pitch. Open call right now. Single U Academy is open. I have five spots available for my next group of women. Okay. Five spots only the doors will close on September 12th, or they'll close earlier if I get my five and then we will start doing the work. It is a 12 week program. Okay. So again, the doors to single U Academy are open. And if you would like to apply, because I don't accept every woman, you actually, there's an application process. So let's start the conversation. If you are interested in hearing more about Single You Academy, all you have to do is send me a DM right now and just boundaries. That's it. You don't have to be weird. It's not going to be awkward. You literally, I know you don't know what to say. Just send me a DM that says boundaries or type it in the comments. If you're watching this in the replay, hi. If it's before September 12th, type that in the comments or send me the DM boundaries and i'll know exactly why you sent that to me and we'll start the conversation okay Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R E K A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? (laughs) You know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your (laughs) homeboy. Please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcast. Will you leave a rating on this episode. All you gotta do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's Single Ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato, he used Dua Lipa her song New Rules and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo alright that's all I got for you this episode we will talk again on the next one